Alright, this is the Dark Horse Podcast. We have to talk about the predicament that we are in on YouTube with respect to ivermectin, which is mentioned specifically in uh, their community guidelines. YouTube has community guidelines. You really want to start before you even say what the thing is? Yeah, I do, because um, we are scientists who are about to talk about scientific evidence. That scientific evidence may have implications for what we collectively ought to be doing and what you individually might think. We are not going to make any recommendations as to what you should do, and we are not going to say anything conclusive about what the data say because the data are not themselves conclusive. However, it doesn't mean the data don't imply things, and um, you know, I think YouTube ought to think very carefully about whether it wants to confront two people who have the proper credentials, have demonstrated uh, a willingness to be responsible about evaluating heterodox scientific um, uh, processes uh, and in this case are have just been through a circumstance where a hypothesis that they were suggesting needed to be investigated is now understood to be necessary to be investigated uh, you know in science etc so that's the context the question is given all of the evidence circumstantial, inadvertent experiment as it may be from all of the evidence that this appears to have a mechanism for action and appears efficacious in preventing both the spread between people and the spread within a person, why on earth would you not run a very large study that would tell you for sure how good this was and how best to use it? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And uh, wouldn't it wouldn't it be a legitimate word to use that it would be criminal if you didn't, if you knew that it would be a good idea to do so? Well, as it turns out, if ivermectin were an effective treatment, the vaccines never would have gotten emergency use authorization in the U.S. And um, we know that um, because even though even my computer would like me not to be talking about this. Um, <clears throat> here is, and we'll link we'll link to uh, the URL for this. But here uh, here is just a downloaded uh, version of the document from the FDA Emergency Use Authorization of Medical Products and Related Authorities Guidance for Industry and other state and other stakeholders. So um, I'm going to scroll down. This is from January 2017. Expires in 2022. This is still the um, the guiding document. And you go down, not very far, although it may seem like it's going fairly far, um, and find emergency use authorizations. Where'd it go? Um, I swear it's here. Um, Here we go. Criteria for issuance under uh, emergency use authorization, medical products, one criteria for issuance. Uh, There uh, are a few. It needs to be a serious or life-threatening disease or condition. There needs to be evidence of effectiveness. There needs to be a risk-benefit analysis. And D, there need to be no alternatives. I quote, for the FDA to issue an emergency use authorization, there must be no adequate, approved, and available alternative to the candidate product for diagnosing, preventing, or treating the disease or condition. A potential alternative product may be considered unavailable if there are insufficient supplies of the approved alternative to fully meet the emergency need. That is not a problem for ivermectin. By not doing the relevant large-scale clinical studies on ivermectin, and thus it not being approved by the FDA for use in COVID, 
uh, that opens the door for EUAs, for emergency use authorization, for the vaccines um, that we are now all living with and among. This is stunning. If that is the explanation, then we are talking about something for which I'm not even sure we have a proper term, because... Anchor-inducing? It is that, Mm. but let's just say... um, This would have elements of malpractice. This would be gross negligence. I think it verges on depraved indifference, given that we're talking about a life or death situation for vulnerable people who get this disease, in addition to effectively the crippling of the world economy and who knows how much harm. We'll never be able to measure all the harm that came from this pandemic and the way it has forced us to alter our behavior, all the businesses that have closed, all the people who've been rendered homeless, who's to say what all of the costs actually are? And if there is... If this is effective. If this is effective. And, you know, we can't say that it is, but we can say, look, evidence works a certain way. This certainly seems like a whole lot of evidence that points in a direction. And if it were just simply good at treating people with COVID, that would be immense. The fact that it appears comparable in preventing people from contracting the disease to at a prophylactic dose at a prophylactic dose Mm -hmm. to uh, vaccines that we happen to have a long-standing administration of this thing to people and in parts of the world where there are things like river blindness people do take this regularly in fact i think it is referred to as sunday sunday because people remember to take it uh on a as a weekly or bi-weekly basis so the point is we have a lot of information on how people tolerate this drug so if it was a great drug for this that would be immensely good news for planet earth what's more this stuff is readily makeable, right? You can make this stuff all over the world, and in fact, it is too readily makeable, probably. Too readily makeable. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, it's been around for a very long time, and it's no longer under patent. No longer under patent, so anybody can make it and not violate... Uh... And yet, and yet, check out, I mean, you actually sent me this, so you know this, but check out Mark's response. Uh, so Mark does, Mark does not like ivermectin at all. Um, wait, 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 I want to point out the the history here. So well, uh, Satoshi okay. Omura yep. discovers this compound. He sends it to William Campbell, who I think is a friend of his, who is a Merck scientist, okay. right? Ivermectin is the drug that emerges. It gets a Nobel Prize, right? So it, th- those two? Or, yes, no, the drug uh, those two. Those, well, those two got a Nobel Prize for their discovery of that drug, and they shared that Nobel Prize with a woman who was being heralded for discoveries in fighting malaria, I believe. But in any case, a Nobel Prize was awarded for the discovery of the compound that became ivermectin, which is a Merck drug. Okay. What does Merck say? Merck says, um, here, actually, maybe, let's see if I can show the relevant. Here we go. Okay, so this... um, This is a quote from an article that I will link to. Merck's patent on ivermectin expired in 1996, and they produced less than 5% of the global supply. In 2020, they were asked to assist Nigerian and Japanese trials, but declined both. In 2021, Merck released a statement claiming that ivermectin was not an effective treatment against COVID-19 and bizarrely claimed, quote, a concerning lack of safety data in the majority of studies of a drug they donated to be distributed in mass rollouts by primary care workers in mass campaigns to millions of developing countries. 
The media reported the Merck statement as a blinding truth without looking at the conflict of interest when days later, Merck received $356 million from the U.S. government to develop an investigational therapeutic. The WHO even quoted Merck as evidence that it didn't work in their recommendation against the use of ivermectin. It's a dangerous world when corporate marketing determines public health policy. Global vaccine rollout to everyone is the policy. So, is there a polite way of saying what the fuck is going on? Right? Yeah. Like, we're talking about a situation in which life and limb is on the line at a scale that's almost impossible to comprehend. We're talking about millions of dead worldwide. Mm -hmm. This is an immense number of people who stand to benefit. Not to mention all of the suffering that comes to people who have lost a family member, right? That is an immense amount of harm. Before you ever get to the massive disruption of planet Earth, right? And it appears that there's something just on the shelf, cheap to make, safe to distribute long longitudinal safety data that comes from the fact that millions of people take this thing. In fact, I believe four billion doses of this thing have been administered already on planet Earth. It was plenty safe for Merck to distribute widely when it was still under patent, but now they're claiming the safety record is insufficient. Right. Well, that doesn't even make sense. That no, sentence is in before you get to the end of the sentence, you've already contradicted yourself somehow. So yeah, this is just something ungodly is going on. And the idea that not only does it show up in weird contortions of Merck and the who, but it shows up in the YouTube community guidelines, thou shalt not, right? What is going on? This is insane. What, what indeed, what indeed. Um, so I will also post the, this Merck statement on ivermectin use, the whole thing, um, on our show notes. It's not, it's not, easy reading it's not it's not fun but um i mean i guess we've already talked about this but media is all crickets on this on ivermectin you know when they aren't actually saying that there's no there's no possibility of efficacy at all so we mentioned i believe in episode 61 the ap having fact-checked uh ivermectin and um they concluded without basis that quote there's no evidence that ivermectin has been proven a safe or effective treatment against COVID 19 and indeed that same fact-checking article um has about safety this is actually i think i think i can get there yeah okay um so this this article no evidence ivermectin is a miracle drug against COVID 19. wait wait i have to stop you right there yeah this the more you read this article. Well, I, I have a quote from the it. crazier it is, but I just even want to point out the title. No evidence that ivermectin is a miracle drug, right? right? When you're hyperbolic in the second part of the sentence, the fact that you yeah. don't have any evidence that this thing is beyond, yep. uh, you know... This is fact-checking. 2021. This is fact-checking. Yeah. This, is, this is hyperbole garbage is what this is. Uh, absolutely. Um, so the quote, since I will not be able to find it by scrolling down, I'm just going to read it here. Uh, in March, an Arizona couple attempted to self-medicate and took chloroquine phosphate, an additive used to clean fish tanks that is also an ingredient in hydroxychloroquine. The woman became gravely ill and the man died. What, pray tell, does that have to do with ivermectin? It does. That is in a fact-checking off uh, article by the Associated Press, right. which is then going to be referred to by other media... So, in an article supposedly about ivermectin and its failure to be a miracle drug. Right. Uh, 
Ivermectin. Because a couple of yahoos um, drank fish cleaner, like, uh, which is not in any way related to ivermectin. Like, that's that's, that's proof. a fact check? That's no, a fact it's check. It's like so many steps removed, right? The, it's The fact check is about ivermectin. Ivermectin exists in context of another drug that people think might work. And then some people bought some stuff that they thought was the, the second drug, and that somehow... It implies the first drug isn't any good. Yeah, it's not even. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's not even guilt by association for drugs. It's like guilt by association for drugs, and I, I don't even know what. And actually, I think when we talked about this before, it was two episodes ago, episode seventy-eight. Um, I quoted from um, Washington Post article on April eighth, and I'm just going to read this quote again. Again, I'll put the link again in the show notes. Um, with regard to ivermectin, quote. It's like the new hydroxychloroquine, said Angela Rasmussen, a virologist at Georgetown University's Center for Global Health Science and Security, referring to the malaria drug published, pushed by President Donald Trump that proved ineffective against COVID-19. Quote, it would be great if ivermectin did work. It's been around for years and is cheap. But to my knowledge, there is no data that suggests it's good for COVID-19. And of course, that's just thinly veiled code for this thing smells like Trump. And if it smells like Trump, it must be bad. So good people not just can, but indeed should, must, safely ignore this thing. And it's probably better if you mock and deride anyone who takes this seriously as well. Yeah. Right? Like, just, like, just sort of wave your arm in the general direction of, like, an orange halo over there and imagine it's Trump and put anything you don't like next to it, and boom, your problem is gone. Right, but the problem is that this stuff carries, like the weight of law, right? If we yeah. can't talk about it on YouTube, right. right? Because it violates the WHO guidelines, but of course the WHO is out of control for reasons that we can speculate on, but I have no way of knowing. And, you know, that fact-checking article, I remember there's also a sentence in the middle of it that actually says what the thing means, like the actual fact. Mm-hmm. And the critique, like the, the actual critique is something like, the studies that suggest that ivermectin is effective are not the gold standard, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. And the point is, well, that's not an argument at all. Yes, it is an argument that you might want, a, you know, a study that didn't have the defects of the ones that exist, but that's hardly the same thing as there's no evidence for it. There is evidence for it, even right. if every effort has been made to leave the impression that it hasn't, so that people who have the power to shut up those who would talk about the evidence will do that, mm-hmm. right? And in whose interest might they be doing that? It's hard to come up with another candidate, right? Right? Than the people who stand to make a profit from other treatments, whether it's remdesivir or vaccines. And the really appalling thing here is if the world is to get over COVID-19, having botched the response to this point, right, our best hope is some kind of composite herd immunity where there are not enough people susceptible to this disease for the disease to continue to propagate, and then it goes extinct over time. How are you going to get there? Well, who's not susceptible? People who've had COVID have at least some immunity. For some some time. Right? And it may be a lot of immunity, and it may be for a very long time. We can say the same thing about people who've had the vaccine. It looks to be a very comparable, you know, if if, if the vaccines are going to require annual boosters, then the amount of time that uh, your naturally achieved immunity from exposure to actual SARS-CoV-2 and the amount of immunity that you receive, that you get from being vaccinated, might well be comparable and are appear really unfortunately not to be permanent. Right. 
Yeah. Okay, so you've got those two categories, yeah. right? And then you might have another category. If ivermectin works and you administer it widely, which you could do very, very quickly because, of course, it can be produced by anybody and is already being produced around the world mm -hmm. for other reasons, right? You ratchet up that uh, campaign, you give it to people, that provides a third group that would be very, uh, would have a high degree of immunity to contracting the disease. If you can get that composite and, and we know, group, Have you run into anything, sorry to interrupt, but um, have you run into anything, I just have not seen this, and I, I think the question hasn't been asked, but whether or not if you were on a prophylactic dose of ivermectin, um, it would do anything to reduce, uh, if you were exposed to SARS-CoV-2, you are better able to, def it's, the evidence suggests that you are better able to defend yourself against it, but um, are you able to spread it yourself? Do you, do you remain contagious yourself? You know, this is a big issue with the vaccines, right? There seem, you know, because you can be asymptomatic with a vaccine, you might be more likely to spread it uh, because you might be being less careful because you think you're immune to it. Um, and I don't know, I have not seen any evidence of this with regard to ivermectin. Well, um, I, I would point people to, um, to Pierre Corey's group. They have a lot of information on the web. I recall there's a very interesting study, I believe it was Argentina, in which a lot of frontline workers, it was like 1,200 frontline workers were part of a, a study, 800 of them got ivermectin, 400 of them didn't, not a single one in the 800 contracted the disease, and quite a number did in the other group. Anyway, yeah, more than 50% did in the, in the other group. Um, but what that doesn't say is if any of those 800 who were treated with ivermectin prophylactically um, still were able to, you know, if they were exposed, spread the disease to anyone else. So right. I, would, I, would, I would like to know that. I would like to know it too, yeah. but let's just say if, loosely speaking, based mm -hmm. on what we've seen, if the numbers are anything like they appear to be, yep. then the composite of people who have a prophylactic uh, relationship with ivermectin, people who've had COVID and therefore have immunity for some time, most of them, mm -hmm. people who've had the vaccine and therefore have immunity for some time, most of them, um, that composite group could well be quickly above the number that creates herd immunity where COVID starts becoming less common because it can't find a willing victim. Yeah. So what would it take if you knew that that it was the case to block that effort? Wouldn't it be much more likely to get to 80% of any given population compliant with one of those three? things, one of those three categories, right. rather than saying there's one and only one road uh, to being a good person in this game, in this era. Um, you know, the, the vaccines uh, seem to be effective. They simply cannot have the safety record that ivermectin does. Ivermectin, uh, without giant scale clinical studies, seems to be effective and does have decades long safety record. It does, and, you know, I feel weird about this because, you know, we are oddly at the epicenter for various reasons. I think primarily because uh, we are in a position to have fears that are backed by uh, scientific training, right? Our concerns about the vaccines are founded the hazard of vaccines for which we have no long-term data that interact with the immune system in a novel way, right? Those hazards are real. Whatever the long-term harms actually turn out to be, the fact that we don't know what they are at this point is a legitimate reason for us not to want to be vaccinated, right? In light of that, 
in light of the fact that anybody who follows that same trail of logic might reasonably end up in that same category, not because they're anti-vaccine, as we have said many times. We're as vaccinated as anyone. We are highly pro-vaccine. In this case, we are concerned about we don't what we don't know about these vaccines, and that is not a wild guess. That is on the basis of our best understanding and the huge unknowns that exist surrounding this technology. So why wouldn't you want to investigate whether or not people who are concerned about the hazard of these vaccines for themselves and their families might have an alternative that is approximately as effective at fending off COVID? Right? If your real interest in wagging your finger at everybody about masks and vaccines is to get us to a position where COVID can't spread anymore, then shouldn't you want to provide the maximum diversity of useful technologies that people can deploy so that the sum total of us really are immune to this disease at a level that it then goes extinct and we can stop living this way? I do. I mean, what reasonable person wouldn't? Yeah, what reasonable person wouldn't if they were actually... If they actually cared about the things they say they care about, if they're actually interested in um, the health of humanity and the societies that we live in. All right, that was the Dark Horse podcast. It was an extract from live stream 8080. I like the Dark Horse podcast. I'm not going to labour the point. They made some very, very good points in that particular extract. And they made them very forcefully. So I'm happy that I found that. And uh, it's the basis of, of a lot of things that I'm going to be saying from, from now on for the next few months. I'm going to use that as a reference for, for the things that I say.